There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. All right, well, Thanksgiving is over. Oof. So that means, you know, the official shopping season started. You know, yeah. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Small Business Saturday. Small Business uh, Saturday, uh, Giving Tuesdays. My question to you all is, what was the worst gift you've ever received? Oof. Jamie, you wow. go ahead first. I mean, I had an uncle who always would, like, give give everyone, like, Old Navy clothes. And, like, What's wrong with Old Navy? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just like every year it would be like the same old Navy shit, you know, and you know it was cheap because the tags were still on. Ah. And it'd be like, oh, thank you for this, like, you know, fucking tank top that you spent, oh, $350 on, by, on a sale. Which uncle is a mother or father's side? What's his name? <laughs> Uh, Don't Frank. On blast. That shit happens though. Once somebody knows that you like think that they nah. think that, that you like something, yeah. like oh, Old Navy every year. That's Fr it. Frank, go ahead. This is weird, but this girl I used to date in high school, she gave me a box of finger condoms. Finger condoms? Yeah. Finger condoms? What is that exactly? I don't know. It's like these condoms that you put on your finger. Also, oh, okay. Finger girl? I guess so. Sounds sanitary. Oh, 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 I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. She just cut up a bunch of gloves. So all your boys friends. was like, all your boys were like, yo, can I sniff the finger condom? <laughs> wow. Oh, Rachel. Right. Uh, the worst gift I think I ever got was like an Obama chia pet. Like I love Obama, but I don't know. It's just weird. Rachel, you said you liked that gift. Oh the shit. Hell? Wow. Oops. For me, I think I was like nine. My dad got me a bike, but it wasn't assembled, and he just put the instructions in the box. They're like, you go figure it out, and then that was it. So I was and like, so you never put it together. I never. I still have the parts. I haven't <laughs> used it yet. Wow. But now you rollerblade. The Latinos Out Loud That was very like like I could see you performing that in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wow! Like you just with a baton, like bah, yo, 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 marching I band. I already choreographed it. How did you fucking know? It's amazing. I felt it. Well, felt it. this is it. 
This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yeah. Yep, it's the right place, I think. Mm. Welcome. Welcome to our kingdom. I'm uh, Rachel La Loca. Here we go. Yo, I'm Frank Spiracy News Frank. Yo, I'm also Frank Spiracy News Frank. Hi, I'm Jamie Ferns. Whoa. Uh, AKA um, uh, Michael Diaz, AKA Juan Bago. Oh, he did both Wait, of us. Everybody both of us? at once. Oh, oh I see. It's I get a it. smorgasbord. I get it. Thanks. Yeah, chill, chill. yeah. Well, Frank, you have a new title. We didn't know that you are now producer of the podcast. No. Based on some article that I had to search. <laughs> oh. We didn't share it. Shit was out for like a week. Wait, where was this on? Where this was, was this on? This was on BBC Mundo. No. Man. Wait, hold up. <laughs> that was a typo, man. There's a Latino BBC. Isn't that from like British shit? Yeah. yeah. So no, 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 no. BBC News Mundo. Same. You just threw a news in there. Right. right. The Same BBC thing, bro. Demon Loco, welcome to the BBC <laughs> News Lo. We uh, coming up next, Doctor Doctor K <laughs> and Sherlock Holmes, and we hear from Lorena herself, <laughs> the Queen oh, of the Throne, man. the Queen Bee, Rachel Hello. Yo, I'm not now. I gotta be careful. Where you going around? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm the main producer of uh, Latinos Out Loud. Nah, uh, talk to me, typo. yo. That was a typo. A typo. How, what's the difference? What is that it? How you have a typo? That was a typo, man. Yo, is it like when you go to London now? Like you're gonna get like swamped by all these podcast fans because they're gonna think like. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh Frank, Frank, <laughs> hello, <laughs> Latinos <laughs> are loud. It's like Austin Powers music playing in the background, all the girls chasing Frank. He's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Yo, we do have some fans in London, I believe, right? Yo, do I, I don't make... know. Do you tell me? Have you called them yet? <laughs> do I make it, you home? How does that work when you have to call fans in Europe? Do you have to like call long? I'm gonna like, have to look into it now. Mm. It's interesting. Okay, meet me at yeah. Downton Abbey. Shout out to Patricia mm-hmm. Salbaron. <laughs> yeah, shorty, I know this shorty from Downton Abbey. <laughs> Yo, you heard of Big Ben? I'm Big Frank. Oh, oh yo, shit. I yo, like that. Wow. That, sounds, that sounds... I like that. No, wow. Yo, the London Bridge is falling down on you, girl. Let's oh! Wow. Send me the Jamie! <laughs> no, because it's a... London Bridge is a euphemism for... All right, yeah. Okay. For going yeah. down. Got wow. it. Absolutely. Yeah, well, wanted, here but, we are. But I wanted to shout a few people out, but I guess oh. I'll do it later. No, no you can shout out later. later. Now, just well, shout out the reporter that you had an in-depth one-on-one uh, interview with no, us. No, coincidentally, this is really weird how I met her. Um, oh. I, you know, networking events, like we always talk about what Hispanicide did. Um, I met her at Hispanicize when Mike was interviewing John Ogazamo. Aight. Well, I hold met- up. I gotta, I gotta, there's some drop. There's a lot of names you're dropping. I gotta pick yeah, them up. Yeah, not a lot of names oh. dropping. But it was really weird. We, you know, we were, she was there. She works for BBC Latino. Her name is Patricia Salbaron. And uh, I was like, what's the last name? Are you confident Salbaron. with the last name? Salba- are you sure about the last name? S-U-L-B-A-R-A-N. You can find her on Facebook. Okay. okay. And um, we just touched base real quick. She told me she was from Venezuela. And, you know, she came here and she's living here now. She works for BBC Latino. Mm. And we touched base real quick. And... About two weeks later, she hit me up. She was like, yo, we're doing a piece on uh, on BBC News Mundo called Hablo Español. And she invited me to NYU where they were having a panel with another gentleman by the name of Carlos Sarano and Angelica Maria Casas. Right. And it was um, about speaking Spanish, something that a lot of us don't like to speak being first generation. And they went around the country. They went to places like Montana, Utah, and they touched on all these little pockets of Latinos that live all over the country. And it's very important because right now with the climate of Trump and what have you, like, you know, attacks on Latinos has gone up. They gave me numbers that I was just like, wow. 
And there's so many of us here. And this, uh, I think they're doing like a documentary or docu-series. And BBC liked it so much that they've ex- they've actually extended it. So now through the whole 2020 Trump thing, they're going to extend this. So this is mm, huge, guys. That's this, great. This is huge, man. So that's just great, too. When did you get the photo shoot? Because there was that beautiful well, picture well, of you, too. Well, we went uptown. We went to uh, 193rd. We passed by Miss Rizzo's. We went to my old high school. You gave him a tour? You were giving him a tour? I gave him a tour of the Heights, man. We went down Frank tour. Yo, this tour. I'll be trying to conduce the ladies over there, but be careful. Don't have too much. Yo, I bagged some chick right there. We fucked in the backyard of the building. Yo, I went yeah, to school yeah. right here. Yeah, it was weird. And I do yep. it on the desk one time yep. back in 1992. Yep, yep, yep. That's where I smoked my first blunt. Yep. G-dubs. Yep, yep. That's my virginity over here when I was 12 to a teacher. Yep. What the yep. fuck? That's a crime. That's a crime, yo. Not back in the nah, days. Nah, not back, back in the, the day. Days. Not with Frank. Nah. But nah, seriously, it was, really, it was really weird, man. And I, you know, I went down. This is what the streets I used to walk to, walk by every day to go to high school. So it was really weird as he was interviewing me. But we went to see the habichuela con dulce. Mike, I know you love her though, from 183rd in St. Nick. She, rem- she, she remembers she you. She, she, knows, she knows you personally. No, she doesn't. You're <laughs> such a No, but Frank, yo, Frank is sneaky like that because Frank... <laughs> We were working on a project, and Frank would come over to my house like three weeks in a row, and he knew I can't say no to habichuela con dulce, and I literally gained like twenty pounds. Yo, but he for knew because I would tell him, "Yo, fatten him up." Yo, I got twenty. He was like a turkey. He was like a. He got the big container, like you know the big ones, like this, like eighteen ounces. Like no, 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 you good, you good. With the galletas floating. Anyways, back to you, Frank, and your and your solo one piece docu series that's gonna be based on you. Go ahead. Yeah, nah, but shout out to everybody. Now shout out to everybody, and I hope. Hope everybody checks out this uh, this docu service, man. It's very important as Latinos. Um, you know, the language to me is the first thing. Like Spanish to me was my first language. I don't know about you guys. Um, it was and, Swahili. And, and, it was and, my fourth language. Yeah. You, and and and, and it, it talks about people not wanting to speak the language, being embarrassed a lot of times, not feeling comfortable speaking the language, which I know happens to a lot of us. And it's very important because it's something that, you know, makes us all as Latinos come together. It's language. That's the first thing I would say. You know what I mean? So I would love for everybody to touch and touch base with uh, BBC Mundo Hablo Español. Dope, Frank. Nice, Congrats, man. yo. Thank you, man. Very out there representing. Yo, we got we to gotta get out there. We got to get everybody, man. We got to get all the Latinos together. With this whole Trump thing coming in 2020, we got to we gotta join forces, yo. Well, speaking of joining forces, I guess everybody joined forces with their family on Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. The queen of segues has... Segway queen is back! Returns. Yup. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no sound effect. That's it. The applause is over. It was short-lived. I, Thanks. <laughs> It was nice while it lasted. I love to hear applause. Um, yeah. It's fine. I'll just, I'll, in my head, I hear it. Yeah, I have my phone open on some other stuff. Yeah, but for, I'm sure for Bochicha Bites, it's going to be on point. No, so. I don't have any sound effects for that. <laughs> right. I missed my, my my own sound effect last week. <laughs> you did. The dog crashing. I was like, oh, fudge. So how was Thanksgiving, you guys? Um, Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it was great, you know. I don't know what you guys Can you be did. more specific? Well, I mean, I actually posted on my stories that we did a lot. Of, we did some family karaoke. Oh, I saw, I saw yeah. It, I saw you karaoke? I don't believe yeah. it. Um, But it was crazy because people there were like three mics in the house. I saw that. It wasn't like one person sharing one mic. We had three mics. So we all did like group karaoke. So like we went on a Boys the Men run. Wow. Oh, like five Shit. straight Boys the Men songs. I mean, it's kind of awkward singing I'll Make Love to You with your 
your mom nearby. <laughs> and she's singing and she's singing too, because everybody, you know, reading the lyrics. <laughs> but if it was it felt very it was like a good moment where we all kind of just were just bugging out yeah. with I saw with your mom dancing, man. Oh no, and then she danced, she yeah. did, you know, the old the boricua in there, so all the salsa was like yeah. the old school salsa was like oh, always hardcore in the house. It's amazing. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was cool. What about you guys? was good. I went to go visit my uh, my sister in Pennsylvania and right. uh, her two new doggies, Kevin and Bacon. Um, Kevin it's and great. Bacon. Yeah. I love it. Although, I'm trying to have a dog next year, right? Not give birth to it, but adopt one. <laughs> and I had a weird thing. These dogs were really close near to the couch. So every time I got up, I step on them. <laughs> yo. Fuck, I thought it was I swear dog. to God, within good, 15 good minutes. timing, yo. Within 15 minutes, I stepped on both of them, Kevin and Bacon. You crushed oh, Kevin no. and Bacon? Yo, the why, careers. Why were you why were, your, why were your feet so loose? Yeah. Oh, like, oh. Did you see what he just did there? Oh, yeah. Did you see what he just did there? Yeah. Jamie! Yeah. Go to your room! Say, uh... <laughs> <laughs> boo say. Good dog. Good dog. But it was it was cool. This is the first Thanksgiving uh, that someone made a turkey that wasn't my mother. So my, my sister oh, made the turkey. How was it? It was good. It Miguelina cooks? Miguelina cooks? Miguelina, yeah. Her and her husband wow. cooked. It was her and her husband cooked? Well, yeah, he he he, he partaked in the cooking. So Miguelina good. from I just never seemed to be like a domestic per, like You can say whatever you want. She doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so she I, Jose does. He no. might he might but he might, he he might snitch. Yeah, he yeah. might snitch. Why is, no, no, she does. This is, an insult. this is an insult. It's more like I just feel like she's like she's just when I you know, since I've known her, she just seems like very like I don't have time to cook. Yeah, she's very she, like she sounds type. like she's high, but she's not. She's like, Hey guys, I'm gonna do the turkey this year. Um, yeah, good luck. Ha ha ha. I'm like, whoa. So how was it, it was it. good. It was good. It was cool. We we um, you know, for like all our lives, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is always like at three thirty in the afternoon. My mom played like did not play around, so it was like we actually had the turkey like at seven. So it was like a little different for us. So. Yeah. But it take, was fun. I saw you taking pictures of like deers and all this stuff on your life. Yeah, they have relaxing. deer. Yeah, there's deer. Well, it's it's it has the same vibe as Poconos. The, oh, remember nice. when we were out there? It yeah. was almost felt like we were going to get out. Like it felt like it was a gated uh, um, neighborhood, so like you had to go through, and there was like a security. So it was like, yo, if anything happens, yo, it's it's a wrap. Did us, they have a know? crazy gardener that was running running at jogging at you and shit? <laughs> in the middle nah, of the night? nah, but it was cool. I had, Did you step uh, on the deer too, or no? Nah, nah, nah. I can't catch up <laughs> with that. Right, animal chase crusher. Them. I know. Uh, you, Frank? How about you? How was mm, your Thanksgiving? My my Thanksgiving. It was beautiful, man. I spent it with my family, drinking the coquito, you know. Okay. The weed coquito? Yeah, mom, she wanted, she wanted another <laughs> bottle. Mom? She wanted another bottle. Yeah, she wanted another bottle. But she was like hallucinating. I was like, why is the turkey moving? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're so No, you're better. We were chilling. We were chilling. <laughs> we were chilling. We were that chilling. That is winking at me. Why? <laughs> Mira, why is the meat beating itself? Que <laughs> eso? <laughs> You talking to me, turkey? <laughs> you talking to me? You must be talking to me, turkey, because there's no other, there's nobody else here. Gobo, gobo. Gobo, gobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were chilling. We were chilling. So everything was like weed infused? Everything. Oh, wow. Everything. It's a great holiday. Yeah, or sure. Or holiday. She loves it. No, oh, it didn't work. Wait. It didn't work. It didn't work. Don't give me applause. It didn't work, but it kind of worked. All right. I'll take it. It makes up for the... I'll yeah, take the it. Make up, yeah. yeah. Rachel, how was yours? Well, to be quite honest, it was a little rough this year. Uh -oh. um, I had to postpone Thanksgiving for the first time ever. God damn. Yeah, man, my baby caught a virus, and oh, so no. 
Oh, yeah, we were in the pediatric emergency room on Thanksgiving morning. Ah, Wait, would this happen like on Thanksgiving? On Thanksgiving. His Shit. fever went very high. I called the pediatrician at like 4.30 in the morning. She called me right yeah. back. She was like, yep, go to the ER. So shout out to New York Presbyterian. Right. The Children's Pediatric Emergency Care Center is beautiful and welcomed us with open arms on Thanksgiving morning and mm. helped take care of my Benji. In the Heights, right? No. Oh, no? Okay. On the Upper East Side. Upper East Frank. Side. Okay, yep. okay, okay. Uh, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> shout out to the hospitals in the Heights. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, so what happened was he had a really scary virus. He's doing a lot better, thank God. Wow, it was nice. a nerve-wracking few days with that high fever. As a mom, it's really hard to get any sleep and to just not stare like a hawk at the crib when your baby's running a high fever. Oh, um, but, you know, I sent the other one to Brooklyn to have Thanksgiving with his grandparents. So Donovan went to my mom and dad's. And the sweetest thing ever, my mom sent back a Thanksgiving care package Wow. Because she knew I couldn't make it to Thanksgiving, so she sent Thanksgiving to me. Wow. That you is. know, uh, I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a great Shark Tank pitch there. <laughs> Thanksgiving you in could, a maleta? No, like a, a Thanksgiving care package. Yeah. For well, people that can't. Like, you set it up. That it would be was perfect. beautiful. I saw that you opened it up on the live. I couldn't Frank, believe it. It Frank, was like. I feel like the only time you're on the phone is when, when you watch Rachel's live. What's do you like my. And it I wasn't all a live lives. story. I saw, I saw all of your lives this week. <laughs> it's my IG story, Frank. Yeah, I saw it's the same it. thing. Whatever. Shout out so, to your mom, though. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. That is dope. She put in like the cutlery, the little Thanksgiving paper plates, mm. the stuffing, the sweet potato nice pie, the, pie? The, the dessert, yeah, the that. chocolate pie with the whipped cream, mm. the Pepto. I hope because after all oh that. no, not after my mother's <laughs> cooking. Oh, wow. My mother's Thanksgiving meal is oh man, I was just so mm. happy. But there was such a message baked in that. <sighs> Well, oh, okay. You know, there was such a message baked, <laughs> baked in there. You got it. Um, it's yep. There it is. Thank you. I, I'm building a pause for it now, which is scary. In that, like Thanksgiving is just about that, right? It's that spirit of giving, and love, and warmth, and I certainly felt it. Obviously, obviously, you don't want to be in that you know uh situation but sometimes those moments that come out of those bad situations end up making you appreciate like yes. the holiday more you know yes, what I mean? yes jamie so yes uh, I, have yeah. another, I have another side question I'm, I'm curious containers like so your mom gave you the containers in there are you supposed to give it back or you just keep it great like, question because my sister gave me a bunch and i'm like damn what i feel bad now? are they like, good yes yeah, tupperware really, really, yeah nah, you gotta bring that back you, you gotta, gotta get you have yeah. to bring it back wash it make sure you wash it oh uh, yeah no yeah, good yeah, point yeah. but yeah. this is a good like uh, do you do you return it or you keep it all right if i'm gonna be honest i'll put the cards on the table i mean if there's a good one in there i might hold on to it you know uh, you just wait you just wait <laughs> if it's hey like, by the way rachel you remember like, back in 2019? I'm like, that's a good lid. <laughs> yeah. That's a sturdy microwave-proof yeah. lid right there. So I'm going to hold on to this one. I'll give the Chinese food containers back. Wow. <laughs> and the one with the mismatched, you know, the one that doesn't fit right, so she put two rubber bands over it. So I should just wait till Miguelina brings it up, right? When are you going to Pennsylvania? Ah, uh, not so, for a while. They're yours. Yeah, Consider nice. them on loan. Nice. You could blame it like, I'm like, yo, wow, there's a, like, there's a lot of money to just send all that shit back, you know? <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you return to Tupperware, holler at us. We are Latinos Out Loud on Instagram. Let us know if you stole some Tupperware at Thanksgiving. Uh, all right, well, on that note, it's time for the Bajinja Buds. All right. 
I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting Ay. all night. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Ay. Bunch of jet. Waits. Bunch of waiting all day. Bunch of waiting all night. Bunch of waiting all day. Bunch of waiting all day. Hey, buddy. Hey, Jamie. How you doing? Frank. Hey. You mean Jamie? Oh, Jamie. sorry. Jamie. Oh, my God. Rachel. <laughs> no more drinks for you. No. <laughs> It's definitely no, the red wine. No more weed-infused uh, coquito for you. Hi, Jamie. What's up, guys? Hey, Jamie, What's up? Buddy? So, all right, first bite. Let's let's get it. Let's get it going. Let's go. Um, SNL cast member Pete Davidson has reportedly started having audiences sign one million dollar NDAs, which is stands for non-disclosure agreements, to see him perform stand-up. Mm. Um, like I don't understand this. Like, does is, does he have some super secret dick jokes that he doesn't want the public to know about? <laughs> I gotta. I don't know why I gotta sign paperwork now to see a comedy show. Like, do they have like a comedy questionnaire too? Like, you know, wow. have you ever laughed so hard at a comedy show that you pooped a little on yourself? <laughs> Circle A for yes, B for no, or C for almost, but end up just being a wet fart. Wow. Um, that's nasty. There's a questionnaire that you might get at a Pete oh, Davidson course. show because, I mean, at this point, here's the crazy part. The fine for breaking the NDA is $1 million. Damn, yo. Wow. That's it. That's a lot, dude. For You're risking that for Pete Davidson? I can understand that for like maybe like Eddie Murphy, yeah. Eddie Murphy, yeah, yeah, yeah. or even somebody that you, you know that like some you they definitely don't want shit to come out. Like if you were watching like Louis C.K. Oh, and and yeah. if, you know you get an NDA like uh, if he happens to start masturbating in front of the audience, you know you can't you can't go wow, online with Jamie. this because it can happen. Okay, so I've heard if those you know, but um, I think a million dollars is a lot. You know like. Unless Pete Davidson's like telling us exactly how he got Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, and now Cindy Crawford's like daughter to sleep with him, yeah, if he's he going gave, out with Cindy Crawford's daughter, he's going he's wow. going out with some high class yeah, yeah. for an average looking dude. If he's giving out tips like that, people will play a, a pay a yeah, but it's not pretty a, penny for that info. It's not a secret. You got to bing bing bing. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking <laughs> about the bing, other tip bing, right bing. now. Oh. Yeah. Wait, so so the NDA, it works like if you say anything, then you have to pay a million dollars, right? Is that similar to the same NDA that your exes used to sign mm. going out with you, or that's different? <laughs> what was that, that Mike? different? Yeah, what was that, Mike? The NDA that you had your exes. That I, that I confided in you <laughs> about... <laughs> It's just, you know, don't put like our shit out on social media. Facts. Because sometimes that shit gets, you know, people want to write blogs and shit. Um, <laughs> but wow. check it. Yo. There's truth in that, bro. Uh, There's some truth in that one. I, look, I understand. Back to Pete. Uh, I understand comedians now want to, they want to protect their acts from people seeing their unfinished shit, right? Online. Uh-huh. Um, but I think this is too extreme. I don't even like it when they they have people when you go to shows and they have people with their phones in like a knapsack and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I then hate the that. they have like these like security guards. They look like retired gym school teachers and shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't trust these strangers looking after my fucking like these guys in oversized suit jackets making like ten fifty yeah, an hour are gonna look over my nine hundred dollar iPhone. That's yeah. true. I know I do. Mike's looking at me. He knows I have an Android, but for the joke, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I no, needed to make an iPhone. No, no, of course, of course. They acting all big and bad because they holding a magnet and shit. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Oh, you got a magnet, big man. You're gonna unlock my phone case. Oh. Then they forget what what like knapsack it was in when you come out of the show. <laughs> They're like, um, is it? I don't. Uh, which one was it? Uh, Charlie? I can't tell. <laughs> but I mean, um, so would you not? Are you not gonna see Pete Davidson if? 
some shit like that or any comedian if they have this NDA would you be like I'm not gonna do this I feel like uh, I mean I get stress. it I get it they're getting desperate now I mean the people are still leaking even when they're like you know saying they're not going to so I you have to go to that extreme it is what it is you know oh, so you're cool you think like I'm he's okay doing his it. just I mean uh, Pete He's Davidson I mean one could say Maybe not for Pete Davidson But if it's gonna be Like Eddie Murphy Or some comedian Yeah of Carrot Top uh, uh, Ten bucks Ten, <laughs> ten bucks no. Ten dollars Okay <laughs> Guys The uh, next bite There's a hot new wellness trend Called perineum sunning mm. Which is a nice way of saying Tanning your butthole Oh shit oh, Okay <laughs> Okay Let me give you some backstory With this uh, no, no, no pun intended um, Oh <laughs> I actually that was a quick one. I didn't yeah. do that on purpose. I actually didn't do that yeah, on purpose. Though. Try to slip on. An influencer named Ra of Earth. This sounds something from like a Frank story. Conspiracy oh story. shit! Ra of Earth describes Ra it as Earth. it's a mere thirty seconds of sunlight on your butthole. You will receive more energy from this electric node than you would an entire day being outside with your clothes on. Oh man! So basically, people are putting some SPF on their ASS and pointing their backsides to the sky. Interesting. Um. This is interesting. Sounds like sun gazing. I remember I spoke about that a while back. People that actually look at the sun with their eyes and they get energy. But I guess these people do with their actual anuses. Yes. Yeah. Now, look, now when you take a walk in the park and you say, look at those assholes, you may actually be looking at some assholes. <laughs> this is true. Very true. Jamie! <laughs> this sounds a little dangerous. Didn't Elton John warn us about this? He, had a, uh-huh. he literally had a song that said, don't let the sun go down on me. <laughs> Oh shit! He was a visionary. He was yo, and people he, he, are like, he predicted it. <laughs> people are going against that. Wow. Um, actually, check it out. Recently, actor Josh Brolin Instagram that he tried it yeah. and got a sunburn. Oh shit! How do you get a sunburn? How long you have to have He's, your culito out there? Specifically, for? he wrote, um, and I quote, "My pucker hole is crazy burned." Oh god! Yeah, right. Dang. I guess you can say Thanos is into Thanos. <laughs> oh no! No! no. Oh man! All right, I'm sorry. You had that one ready, huh? I could have also yeah, gone with "Sounds up. Like a Rear End Game." No, Avengers oh. <laughs> fan. That was the one I wasn't gonna use. I'm glad you didn't wow. use it. Would any of you guys try this? Is my question, Mike. You go out to Arizona a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Isn't there a lot of mountains that you could just go pull your pants down and get some color on your culo? Well, I have a little. I have a little bit of hair in my culitos. Would it make my hair like blonde down there, or yeah, how get, would that work? Get white. It's, oh, like natural sunlights. Yeah, like yeah. highlights. I don't know. If this is this is not really a like, cosmetic thing. It's more for your wellness, your inner, oh. your inner. Inside I'm, of your I'm booty, scared. not the outside of your booty. So we're working the inside. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll try it. I mean, do you have to be in that position? That you gotta you spread to your legs out. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think I'm flexible enough yet. You gotta do the Rachel, you could baby. do that. Rachel could do a spread eagle, no mad problem. easy, yo. No problem. She can get that. You would do that. She got a year's worth. You know, there's something to be said about the butthole. I've learned recently this emergency room experience. Oh, they shit. put the baby aspirin in the butthole because it gets in your bloodstream quicker. Wow. The baby so, aspirin? Uh, yes. Baby aspirin. What the hell? So can you do that when you have like a like a headache or something? Like just Put like you know. I may try it. I don't know. So if the sun goes in your butt, it's gotta be doing something good. Frank, for you with the wrinkles. You sure you didn't just gotta have like a pervy doctor? <laughs> Time to put the aspirin in your. Uh, you know forbid. what? Frank, for you, Please. you have you have you have a wrinkly asshole. Yeah. So I heard. Uh, How does no. that work with you? Does it take it extra longer? <laughs> Will it make you get more wrinkles? How does that work? Ooh, it's like a raisin in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No doubt. <laughs> Put your perineum away. Nah, it's interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> that that's Frank's win. Not denying it. 
How do you uh, know? So you know. <laughs> Yo, wow. welcome to like this week's Aspiracy News. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Guys, okay, are we good with the, the ass stuff or? Uh, yeah, I could go on know. forever with no. this actually. <laughs> right, Let's do okay. the whole episode. <laughs> okay, last bite, y'all. Yeah. Um, cops are looking to lock up a man and a woman who engaged in a sex act in front of passengers on a subway station wow. platform last month. Damn. Wow. Now, look, check it out. Let me explain this in train terminology, okay? Yeah. The F train pulled into the station uh-huh. and the female was taken in the A train by an average size D train uh-huh. while simultaneously having her B trains rubbed. But there was a delay on the O train because the man did not know how to lick the C train. I just hope the V train gets checked out before she becomes the HIV train. Wow. Guys... <laughs> That was was not easy to do in one breath, but I felt like I needed to, like, educate y'all. I'm still lost. I got it. Perfectly understood. Um, Okay. I don't know. This seems very um, crazy to me, like, people doing this type of act on the subway. I mean, now... I think now subways actually have, um, they tell you what time this train's going to pull into the station. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to do shit like that, you know how much time you have. No, of course. You That's know, you true. know, it's like there's no time for foreplay. The train's coming in three hurry, minutes. Hurry up, two minutes, I, two minutes. Pennies inside, pennies inside. Right, exactly. Like, get down to it, or, you know, you can slow it down if it's like a delay or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's not, there's like, this must have been caught on camera, right? I mean, there's footage for it, right? I don't think it was caught on camera. I think two p- it was probably people were grossed out because like, the guy, they described the guy, yeah. he was like over like 200 pounds. Oh. I don't think anybody really wanted that like on, their, on their Jeremy phone. Type? Yeah. yeah like, nobody nobody want to see that. Because this was like early in the morning. These people just like decided Damn. to just... Oh, like wow. a morning quickie? Um, and it was in lower Manhattan, so he was obviously getting his lower Manhattan. Yeah. 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 I have a personal question for you guys. They're like, what, how far have you gone in, in on public transportation? Mm. Like, obviously, you all made out, like on a bus or a train. Mm. For me, it was a Central Park horse carriage ride. Mm. Um, really? You paid for that? That's kind of well, bumpy. It's an expensive yeah, ride, yeah. you know? Right. And bumpy. You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you want to have a, the full experience. Well, how was the whole conversation? Like, yo, Ma, I paid for this. What's up? The horse was, was in heat. That's how crazy yeah, it, it was. like horse caca. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's all right, Mama. Yo, why the horse big, got a bigger package than you, yo? <laughs> now you making me compare shit. <laughs> no, but seriously, how far have you gone in public? Uh, Frank, I feel like you've done something like... <laughs> Yo, we, we went what into, hasn't Frank done? We went into the, the tunnel and I called it Tell the tunnel of love. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> nah, back in the days you go between the cars. Like you can't go between the cars. That's risky. Ah. What yeah. the fuck? That's like some graffiti era yeah, New so York. I used to hold on to the sides of the car. And you know, I was with this chick, man. We were going through Brooklyn, we were smoking a blunt, and we were in like in between the cars, and that shit was crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. We were making out and shit, and we were smoking at the same time, and the that's car was crazy. going through like the outside, and we were hanging onto the side like that, and, that's we a, and making out. Ooh. That's some New York love story, too. Yeah, that man. is. God, yeah. that's my what? shame. Has, Rachel has a guy. <laughs> I fucking maybe got fingered on the B49 once. Oh wow. my God. <laughs> wow. That's it. High school, you know, coming home from cheerleader practice. Oh my wow. God. I'm in a hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my shit! With a, did he use like a, Did he use prank. a finger condom? Just no. want to make sure. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the bites for this week. Yeah. Now it's time for the big news. <laughs> the views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello. 
Ooh, folks. Hi, Frank. Hello, everybody. Hello, Franklin. Hello. Hello there, Frankie. How you doing, everybody? Frank. Frankie. Great to be here again. Anyway, guys, good I got to some, have you back. I got a good one for you guys today. Ooh. Aren't they all? No, this one is really good because it's something that you would think that I touch on on a regular and I just don't. Hey, whoa. Because it's like a one-on-one for me, right? Oh. Uh, when it comes to, to, to the fake news. But today we're going to talk about cell phone radiation. Okay? Ooh. Yes, our cell phones. Uh-oh. Radiation is not a good yes. word. Yes. And in particular, we're going to talk about men in general and how sperm and uh, reproductive systems in men have been going down in recent years because of cell phone use in men. Mm. What the hell? That's scary. Yeah. Is it because we watch porn on the phone? Well, that I, I talked about porn weaponization and how they use porn uh, so they could uh, uh, bring down the population. When well, weaponize, porn weaponization? What yes, is that? I spoke about that. Bring out back. the gangbang! Yeah, you go. <laughs> but no, guys, seriously. <laughs> seriously, this is a study that was done, and it started in 2008, okay? And it's been a progression of three steps that they did. They took a, they took a series of men, and they took sperm, and they exposed... Wait, hold on. How does that work? Yes, they took... A, they they took, took men, and they got sperm? They took... Uh, yes, a whole bunch of guys, and they took sperm, and they exposed one batch to radiation, cell phone radiation, and the other one, they didn't. And the sperm that had cell phone radiation admitted to it died three times faster than the other one that didn't. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. And this is led by Cambridge University and Cleveland's in, uh, Infertility Clinic. Infertility clinic? Yes. And one of the other things that they noticed in this infertility clinic that most of the men had like a hip um, cell phone uh, carrier or they carry their cell phone in their pocket. Hold up, because this is what scares me. Like, yeah. So since we have our phones in our pockets a lot, that it, that affects yes. our... Yes. Wow. And the wow. laptop... And I always the, thought that was a myth, but this is real. Yes. And the and the laptops on our, on, our, on, our, on, our, on our laps, guys. Seriously, man. You have a bigger phone than me, Jamie, so you got to be careful. <gasps> yes. That's a... Uh, Got a lot of radi- X-ray ra- radiation, and this was in 2008. So imagine by now, the numbers must be. <laughs> well, now the phones high. have so much more shit in them, so that obviously means more like. That's scary, man. More radiation. Right. More radiation, I guess. Right, and we just right now we're just hitting 5G in terms of. I mean, I, when I went to California, the I was, cost of the phones, 5Gs, because that's how much no, they're getting. No, 5G up there. technology. That sounds right, Apple. Yeah, the 5G <laughs> technology, which I was showing my trees in um, in California that were actually cell phone towers. Huh? Yes. Wait, did Rachel smoke those cell phone cell phone tower trees? Because <laughs> yeah, she yo. was smoking every other tree in California. <laughs> oh, oh man, yo, put the laughter thingy. Nah, but guys, these cell phones. <laughs> these cell phone towers are all over, and they look like trees. Sometimes in the cities over here, they're connected to the actual building, so they make them look like part of the brick building. But they're actual up. cell phone towers, and they're actually affecting us even more. Yes. So can you imagine children that are being born with the laptops, with the smartphones, and this, that, and the third? Yeah. Our our rates are going to start going down, guys. Wow. And by the way, guys, let me throw this at you. Switzerland in the year 2030 is doing a 6G city. 2030? It's man, 2030, that's, yes. That's only 10 years from now. Right. So you can imagine. So I have like nine so, years to make my own 6G. So what about burner phones? Because I know you have experience with burner phones. Is that like well, the, burner the phone, same radiation? No, the burner phones, you can get away with more. Remember the burner phones, you could take out the battery. Oh, Right. Yeah. 
And back in the days, the cops would be like with a with a satellite in the roofs. Yeah. And if they wanted to get a signal from you, they would actually have to point the satellite at you to get the to get right. the signal from you. Now it's been that you can't take the battery out. If you have the smartphone, they're tracking you from anywhere at all times, Mike. Jeez. So you know this what? is only affecting men then, right? You Definitely. know what's interesting? Because I feel like we're going to see a time where men are going to start freezing their sperm. Mm. You know how women are concerned mm. about their eggs? Interesting. Maybe a whole new market will open up now because you know that's yeah. just a lot of fucking money to freeze your eggs. Maybe y'all going to have to start freezing your sperm. I might want to start doing that. I might, I might go home now and just do it, put it in a put cup, in the freezer, and leave it in the freezer. Save a lot of money case, that way. Just might, to have it. Might as well. <laughs> in the ice tray thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what's this popsicle? I'm going to try it. <laughs> oh, no. Yo, mom, no, mom, no. <laughs> Yo, Mike, don't take no ice from his house, please. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's creamy. Yo, you like crushed that, Milky. Right? <laughs> Oh, no. It tastes like milk, yo. <laughs> guys, you know what? I got to call us. Melts in my mouth. Guys, you guys. Not in my hand. For the last couple of weeks, you guys have been nasty. Like, perverted nasty. <laughs> we want ratings, Mike. What about you? Disgusting. <laughs> Jesus. Um, wait, Frank, I want yes. a solution. Do am I, yeah. am I have to carry my phone in my hand? Am I have to? Where am I going to you know put my what? phone? I got to put it in my pocket. Where am I going to put it? You know what? I was thinking about that bag that you were talking about at the events that you have to put the phone in. <gasps> we may oh. have to we may have to do maybe patent something that, you know, has like, you know, yeah. it, it, it can encompass the, the radiation from coming like out. Like a holster. Maybe yes. Like, like where you be like, people think it's a gun. You're yes. like, nope, it's my phone. I, <laughs> Officer, <laughs> wait, it's just a phone. Stop. So wait, in the Puchinchi place, we were talking about how like people are getting tans in the culito. What if we put the cell phones near a culito? That's actually that? a good idea. Mike yeah. doesn't have a lot of good ideas normally, but that. This one was a good one because I had to think about it for a minute. Yeah. So what do you think? That would work? We know, we put the cell phone uh, on the Jen and I were talking about, um, you know, people putting cell phones in the back of their pockets and how they blow up and, you know, this, that. And I just recently read that uh, that anal cancer is on the uprise. Oh. So that may be because of the cell phone in the back pocket. So I'm going to just keep it away from my ne- any any below the belt stuff. Right. I'm just keeping it away so from that. So is that right. why my left one is way bigger than the right one? It could be mine. Because I have the cell phone on the right side all the it time? Could, it could be. Mm, it could be. Makes sense. This now. is causing a you lot. You study your body a lot, I, I, mm. I've noticed. You have to. You Even have in the to mirror study. a lot naked? Not all of, but once a month you have to check everything. Yeah. You have, yeah. Yeah, you you have, have to, to check everything. Yeah. And you I see be... wh- and I see the women putting the, 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 the cell phone between their breasts and that's very that's not very Why are you good. looking at their breasts for in the first place? No, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> men have to be careful and just women too have to be very careful where they place between their breasts? Yeah, you see women sometimes putting it in the you see them in clubs, they put it right I between mean... their breasts. Okay. Wait, you've never seen that? Yeah, I mean for a quick storage solution, yeah. but like on some quick shit, you know. Yeah. I walk around the house with my underwear and I put it like a the side of my underwear. I know the women put it. So they they like the vibrate, right? <laughs> women like the vibrates like thing, so they put it in certain places. Oh shit! Really? They do. Yeah. yeah I see I didn't make- Hold on, guys. I got a phone call. To me, favorite. Just keep calling me. <laughs> Damn, these telemarketers. You're not picking up. Shit. Why are you not picking up? Yo, just, just, just keep calling me. me. Keep calling me. Yo, <laughs> three way me. Three way me right now. Um, okay, thank you so much, Frank. Thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you, very you for much. scaring us, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. So this show is built Ford Proud, sponsored by the Ford Motor Company and the all-new Mustang Mach-E. And for the first time in 55 years, Ford is expanding the Mustang lineup nice. with the all-electric Mustang Mach-E SUV. This joining the sports coupe, convertible, and special editions, featuring an all-new infotainment system, and check this out, connected vehicle technology. What? 
What? I know. Wow. Are you going to get one? You should get one. I mean, you know, I got a Metro car, so I'm not okay. really I'm not really rolling with the cars right now. But if I if I was, yeah, I'd definitely be getting a Ford. All right. So please make sure you follow Ford Latino on Facebook and Instagram for more information. Hit us up if you want a car. I'll hook you up. Jamie's getting one, so... Um. Yeah. You after are. I after I pay I'll my pick you up and then we'll after this metro car runs out for the month, <laughs> I will definitely be going to my fourth year. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. All right, you guys. It is that time of the show where we interview someone amazing. Woo! And we're never gonna let you down here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Always gonna introduce somebody amazing. She is amazing. She is a pioneer in the advertising industry, and her name is Ingrid Otero Smart. Woo! Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast, Ingrid. Hi, guys. Hola. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> And we're talking to you now. You are on the West Coast, represented West Side. <laughs> so you're, are you in L.A. or where are you exactly? I am in Orange County, so south of L.A. Ah, okay. So let's just get right into the nuts and bolts because we have a lot to ask. Could you tell us about how you got your start in advertising? Oh, absolutely. I guess I, I had a little like a detour, if you may. Uh, I studied communications. But uh, I really had no idea what I was going to do with the degree. Um, I, I thought I was going to be a journalist, and, uh, but I had been studying, obviously, uh, uh, forever, and I was working since I was 15, and I thought I graduated from college, I'm going to take a quick break. And I had been modeling for, a, um, for, for cash money, while I was in school. Oh, so I, was, I, I did that it. too. I did that too in school. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, you always got a model. You know, modeling for cash money is always smart. Just with turtlenecks. I can, tell, <laughs> I can tell from your voice. <laughs> uh, back to you. But yeah, I mean, I, I, went, I did that for a little bit. I thought I'm going to take a break, do that, uh, and then go back and get my master's. Uh, famous last words. Uh, after a few months, I got bored. Because obviously, I mean, you did the show for an hour or two and then didn't have anything else to do. And uh, I got bored. A friend was working at an agency and uh, she said, hey, they have a, an open, a part-time opening. Do you want to come in? And I'm like, absolutely. So she said, it's for the traffic department. So I walked in and I'm sitting in the lobby thinking, what the heck does the traffic person do? <laughs> I thought maybe, you know, back then, and I'm not going to say when that was, but back then there was no Google, right, to say what is the traffic department. Right. So I just thought maybe I'll be parking the executive's cars. Uh, oh thankfully, God. while I was sitting there, my friend walked by, and, and uh, I, asked, I asked her. She gave me a quick overview, and I started, and I actually ended up working in that agency for seven years before I moved to the States. Yeah. And that was in Puerto Rico, where I'm from. So what is trafficking, so everybody knows? Yes. Well, um, traffic is, is actually a lot of what project managers do today. It's kind of, most agencies don't have a traffic department anymore. It used to be the people that would get a job order started and then walk, make sure that every part of um, that every every agency department that had to work on that project knew what the timelines were, um, what were the budgets, and making sure that everyone met their deadlines. And so it was kind of like the whip in the office, right, making sure that all the creators were turning things in in time and that everything was ready by by the time that we had to build it. 
So, but uh, it's it's evolved more into project management now. So you were saying that you were working there for seven years in Puerto Rico. What brought you to the States, and how was that transition for you? Well, you know, living in Puerto Rico, you, you know, it's, it's and working in, in almost any business, but definitely in advertising, uh, it, you have so much um, connection with the U.S. Uh, most of my clients, I was working for McCann Erickson, uh, which was obviously a, a North American-based agency. Um, so a lot of my clients had a, a, a leg of both places, if you may, right? They might be from Amer from the U.S. and were working in Puerto Rico for a year or two. Uh, so, so, so during those seven years, I kept thinking, you know, I want to know how they the work actually in the States, right? We, we're in Puerto Rico. We are so close to the U.S., yet, you know, we, also, we still also have a Latin American mentality. So I wanted to see, well, what happens when you go to the States? And I thought that would make me a better account person in the end. Um, and uh, so I took this job in California, and uh, my plan was to be here for a year. And it's been 30. I never left. So now, and so now, I mean, since then, your career is, I mean, we just looking up in your bio, like you've won so many awards. Uh, you, you know, you've had an illustrious career. And, and, uh, and so what can you, how can you describe kind of what you're, what you're doing like right now? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I probably should tell you that back then also when I moved here in Puerto Rico, no one knew what the U.S. Hispanic market was, right? Puerto Rico, you know, we are the market um, there. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So when I got this interview for a Hispanic market job, it was the same thing. I had no idea what that was. People back home told me, yeah, if you take that job, your, you know, your career will end because no one cares about the Hispanic market. Wow. Um, and... uh Yep, it was. It, it, no one knew anything about the market, right? Again, this was you know almost thirty years ago. Um, but you know, I was young. I was living with my parents, and as, as a good Latina, uh, I thought if I don't move someplace else, I'll never, I'll never be able to leave my parents' house unless I get married. Uh, so uh, I thought, hey, going taking a job in California could would be interesting, and uh, I did. My boss actually at the time said, before you, before I let you resign. Uh, go to the first meeting there. Uh, if it's what I think it is, which is you're going to be working with the most junior people, no, you know the budgets are going to be so ridiculous. You know you're not you're not going to like it, and then you can come back. You can come back and get back your old job. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy, but fine, I'll try it. Uh, so I accepted the job here. I hadn't resigned there, and I went to my first meeting. And when I went back to Puerto Rico, I told him that's a big mistake. Uh, the meeting was amazing. They, everyone from the CMO down to the, all the brand directors were there. The budgets, I'd never seen budgets like that. Again, I had been working in Puerto Rico. And, you know, I realized that I had a lot to learn to come and work in the Hispanic market, but I fell in love with it after I moved here. Well, speaking of the Hispanic market, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about this segment? Uh, I would say one that, that we've heard over and over um, is that Latinos that are born in the U.S., that we don't need to market to them as Latinos, that they're bilingual, uh, they were born here, and that they don't need to be spoken in culture. And that's a big misconception. We just finished doing a, a big study here at, the, at our agency. Um, 
speaking to 1,700 people, that basically just reconfirmed that, that no matter if you were born in the U.S., and no matter if you're 12 years old or you're 50 or you're 60, you want to be spoken as, as a Latino. You can be comfortable in both languages, but uh, when someone speaks to you with culturally relevant insights, you're definitely going to react and and uh, and you know make a purchase or or take an action because they know they know that we get them and that um, that we are talking to them specifically. So I guess the biggest misconception is, hey, as Hispanics uh, become bilingual, they're going to be uh, Americanized and not of themselves as Latino. Wow, so it's the contrary. That really debunks a lot of myths. And can we just dig one layer deeper? Look, we have somebody with a lot of knowledge about the market on the phone, so I'm taking full advantage right now. Um, Ingrid, so why? Why are we so close to our roots still? You would think that we'd become acculturated and, like like you said, more Americanized. What is holding us so close to our culture? I mean, uh, obviously... One is is uh, a deep pride in who we are and and what our parents did and, and in my case obviously my parents are not immigrants because they were born and raised in Puerto Rico uh, but I still feel that I've lived an immigrant experience right because I had to move here but uh, for the people that are truly uh, immigrants or children of immigrants the pride and the and the gratefulness that they feel to their parents. Uh, for the sacrifices they made to bring them to this country or um, to give them a better life, it's. I think it it drives the it drives this deep connection with the with the culture, um, and of course you know the the, the physical proximity and and the amazing uh, the amazing time in history where we live in right where you get online and you can get any live out updates from any of our countries. It, it allows us to be even closer to to our roots. That even is if fascinating. We were born here. It's so funny because um, I think it was a couple of days ago. Cardi B did like a video on vapor rub, and that thing went viral because still there's so much connection to what we've grown up with, like vapor rub a product, and people just can really connect to it. So it's it's interesting how that works as far as like when it comes down to it, nothing changes, and people still have that same connection. And that, like I would say, big vapor rub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of which, what have you seen in the industry? How's it changed in the last ten years? Oh my god, um, a lot has changed and a lot hasn't. Uh, I guess um, we still are having some of the same conversations that we had ten years ago about why uh, a marketer needs to speak to this consumer, um, which is crazy. But we're still having some of those discussions. But what has changed is. Uh, we can reach our, our Hispanic consumer in so many different ways, right? Before we had Telemundo, Univision, and radio, right? Mm. And a little bit of magazines, a lot of outdoor, and that was about it, right? And now there's hundreds of, of media to, to reach this, this consumer. So we can get truly granular and really connect with, with them on a, uh, on a very deep basis, um, I think another thing that has changed dramatically is there's more um, English communications targeting Latinos. Before, you know, when I started in this in in this industry, it was all about Spanish. You had to, it was all in language, right? And now, uh, a big part of what we discuss uh, as an agency with our clients is, is is beyond language. Language is important, 
uh, but it's not the only thing. Culture, making that cultural connection, like I said earlier, it's it's as key if not more. Uh, so we also need to make sure that for some of the segments, uh, we are doing English communications targeting Latinos. So I think those, to me, are, are the, the biggest changes I've seen in the last decade. Uh, what about the flip side? Like, what about when somebody uses kind of like a cultural misappropriation? Like, recently there were brands like uh, like Barbie came out with a Dia de los Muertos doll, and, like, there was a lot of controversy with that. Um, how, how do you feel kind of when the culture is used in the wrong way? Or, like, even if, like, just pandering, where, you know, where, like, it, you know, I feel like the Latino, a lot of, especially millennials, can, like, kind of, they can spot when you're pandering to them, and it's just like, you know, come on, this isn't a... This isn't authentic, right? So how do you kind of, you know, what do you feel about that? And how do you kind of like not go in that direction when, when doing a campaign? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it, I don't think there's one correct answer uh, because I think some of, of, uh, of these actions um, can, be, can be okay, right? There's certain brands, the way I look at it, there's certain brands that have permission talk to us about some of those cultural things. For example, let's say, you know, a Nescafe coffee brand has more permission to talk to me about very deep cultural um, things like a Dia de los Muertos or, or Frida Kahlo or something like that than, let's say, a Folgers would, right? Yeah. Uh, or Chevrolet has more permission to speak about some of those cultures because Chevy is such, such ingrained in our culture versus a they say one of the um, Asian brands. So some of it is okay, and some of it is done right. Uh, others is just is done with a very little, uh, very little thinking behind what are the implications. It's just oh, it makes sense. We need to, to target Latinos. Let's put Frida Kahlo in the commercial, even though it has nothing to do with the brand's values uh, or the brand's target. It's just it's kind of like the it's the easy solution, the easy answer, right? Um, like, I don't know if you remember many years ago here in California, actually, um, one of the milk, uh, boards did a commercial, did a commercial with, uh, for milk targeting Latinos with La Llorona. And the first, and everyone was writing about it. Of course, the American, uh, my, uh, press was writing about it saying what a brilliant creative idea that was. And the first time I saw it, I was, I was flabbergasted. I saw do you realize that here basically is a woman that is caught, that is crying because her children are dead, and we have her trying to sell milk oh to my God. women? Yeah. Did they give her a milk mustache? Like what was? I don't even. I didn't know the the. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't no, know what it, the advertising was with that. It, it was. They didn't give her a mustache. It was just they. They didn't know. It was in Spanish. You know, it was the first time this this group had done Spanish language, and and um, it was done actually by some students. They had actually hired some students. To develop it, any any it was cool if you didn't know what it was, right? Yeah. For the general market, it probably would have been good. But for Hispanics, it's like, what the heck? Students never do research. Oh, woman, it's, it's dead. I mean, it's a project. Yeah, it's a scoop. Mm -hmm. Wait, Ingrid, there has to be more of these examples. I love these advertising like blunders. Police, like remember back in the day. I know the Chevy brand is ingrained in like the Hispanic culture, but the famous Chevy Nova, Canova, uh, that's like yeah. a classic. Oh, do you have any more for us? <laughs> oh man, that's one of those you. I probably won't won't have one right now to come to mind, but if I do later, I will tell you. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but La Llorona is my my favorite. <laughs> 
Um, okay, well, along the lines of your creativity, could you tell us about a concept or a campaign that your team developed that you're just like so proud of and blew everybody's minds? Well, I mean, the most recent one, I would say, is uh, one that was not necessarily developed for the Hispanic market, but it was developed by our Hispanic team. Uh, and it was to create, to, to increase awareness of organ donation here in California. Um, surprisingly, in California, you know, we have the most number of cars registered in the nation, yet our, um, our percentage of organ donors is not as high as the nation's average. So, uh, so we reached out to Donate Life California and said we want to do a, a program for you guys uh, to raise awareness. A few of us here in the agency have been touched one way or the other with, about, with organ donation. And uh, we presented a few ideas, and there was one that uh, that really just blew everyone's mind because of the simplicity of it, which was, I don't know if in New York is the same way, but in California, if you're an organ donor, there's a little dot on your on your driver's license. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it basically, it's an easy way to, to recognize you as an organ donor. Uh, so we said how, and, and when, as an organ, if you're an organ donor, you are going to give someone else a second chance, right? So we started thinking, what else? What else? Was, who else gives second chances, or who else can take can get a second chance? So we said, let's get the driver's license and let's work with the police departments. And um, during April, which is organ donation month, let's just tell the police departments, give people. If, so if they stop someone doing something you know, minor, not a not a DUI or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, if they stop someone running a, a stop sign slowly or one of those minor violations, let's uh, give them a second chance and tell them it is because they're organ donors and give them some information on um, on the, the results of, of this this action that they took. Uh, it took us a year. They, I mean, the client, the Donate Life California people got super excited, uh, but it took us a year to convince one police department to do it because everyone, well, first of all, they don't, police people do not re respond to emails. Uh, and uh, so it took us a year to find a police department or a police chief that said, I love the idea. Instead of telling you why it doesn't work, I'm going to tell you why it works. And um, and he committed to doing it. I asked him after he said yes to please get us a couple more police departments, and he did. Um, and we launched it last April. Uh, it increased awareness uh, and actually increased traffic and, and uh, organ registrations over 30% during that month. And uh, it won us five uh, Can Lions, which is like the Oscars in advertising. And as of today, I think it's won something like 60 awards globally. Wow. So I'm super proud of that and of the impact. And with a beautiful cause behind it. Look at that. Yes, and the impact is made, right? Because it, there was a 30% increase and actually the client was here last week and he's like, what else do you want to do? I'm ready for anything. So we're now working on, on a couple other ideas for next year to continue to raise awareness because we need to close that gap. On that same conversation, and I think you almost were going to answer it before, um, so uh, what ad campaign has inspired you from, from someone else? Like what made you say like, why didn't I think of that? Or have you gone into a meeting and you go to your employees like, can we start thinking like this? Oh, come Hello? on, baby. <laughs> People, what do I pay you for? <laughs> oh, God. I, there's so many that I'm like, oh, my, I'm jealous of that idea. There's one, um, I think it's what, a year or two uh, old. 
Uh, it was done, interestingly enough, for AARP. Um, and uh, what they did was they took the quinceañera concept, right? And you know, as, as we are all getting older and the, the country is getting older, um, people are living longer and, and having richer lives as they become older. So what they did was they took the quinceañera concept, and this was done by an agency in New York called Desposito Esposito and Partners. And uh, so they took this quinceañera concept and turned it into a cincuentañera and said, you know, if we, if, you, if we celebrate when a girl turns 15, why don't we do the same thing with when a woman turns 50 and really celebrate the amazing life she has ahead of her? And to me, that was just the, just the simplicity and the brilliance of that brilliance of that concept just blew me away. Has that caught on? That sounds like something like people should actually start doing. Happen. <laughs> I apparently has. Apparently, a lot of people are starting to do those cincuentañeros. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Frank, you I that? thought it was, it was really cool idea. <laughs> One of our calls. You can start prepping for it. It's coming soon. That's pretty good. <laughs> Frank, have a cincuentañero wow. party. That would be that lit. That would be awesome, y'all. That would be really good, man. <laughs> I um from uh, I have a question. So now with digital, like people are are seeing ads on Instagram and just digital, and people's attention, like attention span is, is shortened. What are some of the challenges, and how do you create or brainstorm for some ads now? Now that it's a little bit of a different audience. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, we need to make sure that um, that we're more engaging. Right. We need to. We know that attention span is so is so short. We need to grab them really quick. Uh, we need to be to develop ideas that are not going to cost a lot of money to produce. Right? Because in the past, you would do a TV commercial and you would use it for a whole year, right? Sometimes two. So it was okay if you spent a few hundred thousand dollars on on, on production. But when something's going to run a week, maybe a couple of days, you need to find really, um, really inexpensive ways of producing. Uh, do it in in a, in the kind of um, production quality that people are used to in the internet, right? Before, again, as a working advertising agency, everything had to look so beautiful, right? Everything had to be perfect, uh, and that's not what works online. So we need we needed to open our minds to say, hey, it's okay if it's flawed because that's what they're used to, right? Some of the stuff like like Juan James does, or some of those crazy YouTubers. Uh, you know, the production quality is not there, but the content is engaging and it and it it's connecting with people. Yeah, our culture. His stuff is great, and we're fans of his, Ingrid. And comedy, too. You know, we here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast, like, we're really tapping into an interesting like genre where we're also working now with more and more brands. We've worked with AARP before, Coca-Cola, philanthropic dollars and things like that. My question for you is because you're having these very forward thinking conversations with different brands. Has the genre or has the medium rather of podcasting come up? And if so, is there, is there a real knowledge on the topic or, or do you think there's a lot of space for growth in the area of podcasting? Just let us know what you think. I think there's still a lot of education that needs to happen. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've been here long enough that I remember when we had to educate our consumers on Facebook, right? I mean, our consumers, our clients on, on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, we remember trying to, to sell the the uh, the idea of being in social media and the, the uh, pushback was usually, well, bring me some case studies. And I remember having this conversation with the client saying, no, I'm asking you to be the case study. 
that there's nothing out there. We have we we need to start somewhere. Uh, and I think podcast is is kind of like that right now in our market. There's very little. Uh, there's very little that's happening from a, from our client standpoint, and it's an area I think that that we need to educate people more. Actually, we're just trying to start our own podcast here for our clients from a marketing perspective, just to to help educate. Um, and I, I'm hoping that that's going to help get into this into this medium as well. That is so great. And if you guys need a crash course on podcasting, we're happy to get on a plane, go to the agency, <laughs> do a little lunch and learn on how to start a podcast. It's something that we take a lot of pride in. Oh, love that. Especially when it's been in the 70s now here. So you may want to do that now. Perfect oh, podcast wow. lunch and learn weather. Yeah. And we are available. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like many creative types that we know, writers, directors, they either got their start in advertising or they freelance on the side, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm di I directed this commercial, I wrote for this. So, you know, and a lot of and a lot of those types listen to this podcast. So what kind of skills do you feel are important to be successful in your industry? One, understanding the culture is super important. Um, it's not just about speaking the language. Ideally, finding someone bilingual, bicultural, is is uh, one of those unicorns, right? We need some. We need people that are curious, that are willing to learn, that don't know it all, right? Uh, and that have a fresh a fresh perspective on on the market. One of the things that we started doing a, a few years ago was uh, uh, partnering with a local university, um, California State Fullerton, very close to us here physically. Uh, it's also one of the the, the institutions, I think, is the number two institution in the U.S. graduating more Latinos in communications. So we thought, you know, we need to start developing our own employees of the future because it's really hard to find. If you're born here in the states, likely you are you speak Spanish well, but you didn't learn to write it because you learn it at home. Uh, so it's hard when you when you're looking for copywriters. Uh, so the, obviously, the, for the people that are that are going to write the ads, it's really hard to find. We 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 found some very talented people that can speak the language really well, but can't write, uh, or write with a lot of of typos. So what we've started to do is is try to develop start developing those people on our own by working with the with the university, um, and it, and it's working really well. It's it's helping us bring some new fresh talent, U.S.-born Latinos. Instead of just having to bring them from our countries, uh, which is really how they how our industry developed, because right? there were there were no one we couldn't find experienced Latinos. Again, this was a long time ago. Uh, it was hard to find experienced Latinos here in the U.S. So a lot of us moved to get a job in the, in the industry. Wow, Ingrid, we are so appreciative of your time and the knowledge that you've shared with us. Please, one time for President CEO of Casanova McCann, Ingrid Otero Smarts. And now it's time for the Kettle Care. you guys.
guys, it's time for the Fuchila Fresheners sponsored Kelo K segment. Make sure you go to fuchilafresheners.com. That's F U C H I L A Fresheners.com and use code LOL20 for a discount. So, first, we're going to kick it off with Ingrid Otero Smart. Please tell us, Ingrid, Kelo K. Hey, you can get hold of me at Casanova McCann, at Casanova McCann, M C C A N N. On Facebook and also on Twitter. All right, Um Actually, I just want to shout you guys out. I was listening to the Spanish Aki Presents oh. podcast. Yay. And lo and behold, you guys were the guests this week. Yeah. Yay. Very cool. You guys spent the whole... I don't think they usually have guests on for the whole show. I think you guys... The ones I've heard. So you guys were pretty special. You guys stayed on the whole show. Wow. So much fun. Yeah. It was fun. You guys were hilarious. Except when Mike decided to compare me to the third actress on Three's Company. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Terry? Terry? Her name was Terry. <clears throat> she was like the third person to come in. Because I was the third co-host of the yeah. show. She doesn't get replaced. She's there the whole time. I know, but it was just done in a way where it's like, if you know your sitcom history, that's not a compliment. Oh, shit. So I have to, I'll speak with Mike afterwards. In, in, I made in up private. for it. I gave you in the private. most shout outs consistently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody at else. At what cost? At Nobody what cost? else. Between us three, did I was the one. Oh, he's taking credit for this. Yes. Um, yeah, I saw. I after after you did, after you said that to me, I stopped listening to the show. So I don't know. Damn. But um, damn son. No, but God, no, but seriously, uh, <laughs> He's gonna come knock down your door. I know it gets real. <laughs> it gets real. All of the, you think you're Jack Tripper all of a sudden. All right. Oh. Uh, at least Frank me- is Mr. Furley then. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> no, he's Mr. Roper. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but that, any um, quick things about that you want to say about that podcast and your experience there, real quick? I think they're like the LA version of us, man. Like the Bizarro. Yo, I was like looking at it was like looking at you guys in a weird way. Yeah, I think freaky. I don't know. I think Rachel and Mike felt that way. It was really weird. Definitely. Yeah. There are brethren. There are like West Coast podcast primos. Yo. So out of the four, Frank, who's uh, your? version in the west coast then that's a good point i was thinking about that uh i forgot his name the guy with the glasses ozzy yeah ozzy oh the other guy i didn't meet the other guy i met him tony tony Mm. but ozzy kind of yeah okay all right well there was a lot of latino comedic energy listening to it so thank you james appreciate for you to listen check it out after you listen to this one uh, read them after you listen um yeah i don't do that um No, comment the no, I don't have Apple. Uh, hello, I'm an Android person. I could comment if on an Android site. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's no, but, it's but very were, difficult for me to do go on Apple right now. You were missing there, bro. We needed you there. We missed you. No, I, I had the FOMO. I had the, the podcast FOMO. So I don't know if you call that POMO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Plomo. Plomo. <laughs> but also and then so yeah, that was that's my Keloke. And then Jay Ferns Instagram, J underscore Ferns Twitter. Next, All right. uh, for me, it's just uh, you go check out uh, Halfway Bitches, go straight to heaven. It's a Halfway really good play. Bitch. Wait, and it's a play? Yes, Halfway Yo, Bitches. It just sounded like a poem. That you <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and then uh, one bag on all the platforms. Hi, guys. Hey, Rocio got something to say, Rocio people. In the house. Oh, Rocio. So, I got a panel going on. Ooh. Oh. You know. 
December 18th at the Civic Hall. You can check us out. It's a free panel for anyone who's interested in getting into podcasting. It's basically a podcasting one-on-one. We teamed up with a great organization called Amplify Her. They're looking to amplify other people's voices, especially people that are looking into getting into politics. Um, We're also going to do like a one-on-one workshop with people. We're going to have someone come up, pitch their podcast. We're going to plan it out from beginning to end and see what happens. So this is you and... Chica Chats and Hendel on the mic. So Chica Chats is your podcast. So check Mm -hmm. them out. And Hendel... uh, Hendel on the mic. Hendel on the mic. Shout out to Hendel. Shout out to Hendel. This is great. And and how do you are you like a have you done panels before? This will be my first one. This is like me popping the cherry on panel. Popping the yeah. panel cherry? I've been to nice. so much panels. <laughs> Rachel Rachel's like, I remember when I popped my panel cherry. Oh, what a night it was. I remember it like it was yeah. yesterday. I was just laid there, the lavalier mic in my hand in the dressing room thinking it's just me and you, baby. You ready? In that first Q and A, oh my god! <laughs> Everyone was just staring at me. And you know I love a good Q and A. It was just me in the audience. All I said was panel. Was panel. So just give the information again for the slow people. So it's on December 18th. We're going to be at the Civic Hall in New York City. It's two hours of your time. Anyone who's interested in amplifying their voices, learning something new, making a career out of a hobby, come and join us. Awesome, and they can find out more information on Eventbrite. On Eventbrite, we you can also check my Instagram at Panamunchies on ING. You could also check out on Handle at on the mic on his ING. We have links on everything. I don't know if we told you, but me and Jamie are starting a podcast called Chico Chats. Is that so? so? I figure when we can have a perfect little crossover. Uh, How do you episode. feel about that, Rachel? Chico Chats. It sounds like candy. I, it doesn't. It's a, it's a bunch of like, handymen that get together and oh. we we chat about how to fix around. I think department. you're stealing your cousin's idea. Men on pause. I think oh, you should. Uh, he's not a handyman. <laughs> men on pause. Check it out. Modifoga, another podcast. Oh damn, oh. yo! Thank you. Oh no. No, I'm no. respecting him this week. Yeah, we're no, not, I I'm too. not gonna do his Thank voice, you. man. Uh, but check out. So yeah, so this is this is great. This is great. Congrats, um, girl. Yes. Congrats. And thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much for everything. Absolutely. And we're loving your podcast voice. You definitely could tell you do a podcast because you already have it. Like, hey guys, do I sound? what's going on? <laughs> hey. Like you know the tone of the voice. You know, you know how to hit on the mic. It's perfect. You go, girl. Okay. All right. I want to give a shout out to um, to family, uh, Kareem Sabignon I... from the Heights, man. Yeah, Kareem. Kareem, man. Kareem. Yo, Frank, when are you going to get him on the podcast, bro? Oh, we're getting him. We got we to get him on, man. <laughs> You're the main contact, he bro. Did a beautiful, he did a beautiful on? film called Paradise City <laughs> by a good friend of Mike's and ours uh, called Kevin Lopez. He was the executive producer and his brother, John hey. Marco Lopez, was the director of it. Kareem was awesome. Uh, I saw him this uh, past Saturday. Yeah. And it was so exciting, man, to see him on the big screen after all these years, bro. He yeah. played a cop that infiltrated like a, 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 jihadist, a jihadist mosque in Brooklyn or Queens, I believe. And he played a cop, uh, a jihadist dude. So it was amazing, man. Uh, Kareem did his thing. I want to give him a huge shout out. And I'm really proud of him and uh, Kevin, man. Awesome. Kareem's been grinding for a while. So yeah, man. It's great to see him like, um, yeah, like man. In, a, in a lead in a movie like this. Yeah. 
And I've been seeing him with you guys and Mike and you all these years. So to see him up on the big screen, bro, it was just like, wow. It was yeah. amazing, man. He's awesome. He's very talented. Yes. Yeah. All right. So much love, grips, and daps to our partners at Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Right. This week, they shared a roundup of their favorite charities to donate to during this holiday season. It is Giving Tuesday today, right? So visit Yero.com and get your kindness on, people. All right. Two shows real quick. This Friday, December 6th, Bragging Rights at the Pit, 8 p.m. Second show at the Pit, December 28th. I'm so excited to be part of the old school sketch show. Basically, this is a one week long process. It is pitched to stage in seven days, SNL style. Whoa, so wow. it'll be a lot of wow. fun. The show is on December 28th at 9.30 p.m. at the Pit Strikers. So come through to see your girl. Oof. Please follow me at Rachel La Loca. Thank you to everyone out there who continues to listen to us we're in the holiday spirit here so we're gonna be we're just gonna keep giving you more and more content to the end of the year you might get some bonus episodes right Bago? Mm. thank you yes we got some bonuses up our sleeves and on that note we out hey america christopher Hahn here the aggressive progressive podcast what is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country. It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda Vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.